If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this extremely motivating episode, you can't do it, of Mind Pump. For the first 33 minutes, we talk about a few fun topics. We talk about canisexuals. Uh, yeah. What, what is, the hell that? is that? Married yeah. couples Explain. and sex. We actually talk about our own personal sex lives. We did. Yep. That uh, was pretty much, I would say the first half was like all of our personal sex our lives. Our personal sex lives. For about Healing. 33 Adam minutes. Adam and I had a lot to say. You guys were, <laughs> were dirty. <laughs> you both are dirty. Jess, it was pretty quiet. Then we talked about sexual, sexual drive. Uh, and then we get into, I guess, the topic of the episode, motivation. Is it bullshit? What's up with all these motivational speakers and you got to get motivated to everything? Do you need these guys barking at you all day long? Yeah. Also, look, this month, MAPS Anabolic is 50% off all month long. It's what did you say? 50% off. What? Basically, you take the price, you cut it in half. That's what you pay. Wow. It's been going, it's, it was $117 is the normal price for it's, MAPS it's Anabolic. It's a gift from us. It's under $60. For the foundational maps program, you can find that at mindpumpmedia.com. You can also find our bundles where we take multiple maps programs and put them together. For example, our super bundle is a year of exercise programming. So if you're really serious about fitness, get your entire year planned out for you mm. with the super bundle. You can find that, the other bundles, and maps anabolic at 50% off all at mindpumpmedia.com. Is that the Budweiser like lion on your shirt? No. It looks like the Budweiser lion. No. I like what? it. Yeah. What is that? It's uh, to, do I, I have no idea. You don't. I just yeah. liked it. I like uh, it. I like I like it too. It's a very small lion on yeah. my shirt. It looks yeah, it looks that? cool. That's mm -hmm. um, and it goes you got, you got a flossy watch. Reminds me of that other wear watches yet. I appreciate that. What are you doing? What are you what's, doing what's right coming now, next? Yeah. <laughs> He's getting all regal on us. <laughs> what's coming next? You think he's going to give you a shit sandwich right now? Just the you don't yeah. you, you don't do the sandwich. <laughs> you do the top layer. The rest is just <laughs> open face. Open yeah. face yeah, shit. You do sandwich. open face shit sandwich. So, have you guys heard of the term canisexuals? Canisexuals? Canisexuals. No. What do you think so, that means? Are we still making shit up? Is that what's going on? People that fuck marijuana plants. <laughs> that would that would make sense. No, these are people who like to use cannabis for sex, but mm. in particular, it's women who like to spray or use cannabis-based like oils or sprays or whatever mm. on their vagina. Vagine. Uh -huh. Yeah, of course, to numb it. <laughs> so this is a like you want to have some you want to have some marathon sex. This is like a this is like a a, a meetup group. Is no, that what's going no, on? No, I'm reading this article, and it's talking about how these women like to use it because it helps them get orgasms, but doesn't that because it numbs it? Yeah. Why would you want to numb your vagina so you can go all night? They don't mm. need it. They don't Do, need it. That's for men. Men need to numb their stuff. Women can go all night it, if they you, want to. Not, yeah, that necessarily. Not all women like to have ten orgasms. Not, not all like that. <laughs> I like, how, I like how Adam looks at me. And he's like, it's, "Listen, Sal." A lot of them told me it's too much. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's overkill. Yeah. I have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> women don't like it when I do that to them all right. the time, every yeah. day. It's exhausting. All day. Yeah. They don't like that. Yeah. No, I no. Still want to work. They put it on their. They put it on their vaginas or in their vaginas. Because uh, I feel like I threw an R in, in there. In or around the vaginas. Yeah, it's uh, because it, 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 this is what one person says. What <laughs> one person uh, says? I'm reading, well, I'm reading then a it's quote. valid right yeah, there. That's all I need. I feel a warmth and comfort down there hmm. that I wouldn't without it. 
Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I think we're gonna see. Reason. I think we're gonna see lots of stuff with cannabis start coming out. Because you know, here's what I don't. It's already. You know what sucks. What sucks? It's slowly becoming uncool to do weed. <laughs> yes, we're gonna have is. to move to heroin. Yeah, already guys. Uncool. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna have to start using heroin. It's like oh, sucks. Dude. It's already yeah. getting uncool. No, you know what? You know what? It's uh, like when your parents are smoking it, and like everybody, like my like, fucking like, dad, nerdy friends. Yeah. Yeah. dude. My parents use it for like their own Same ailments thing. and stuff. It's called for sleep weed. and yeah, whatever. Yeah. So uh, here's the thing about some studies like this, because they'll do a study and they'll be like, oh, people who use. Cannabis spray on the vaginas report having yeah, but 50%. is it localized right there? Like, is that like the effect? You, I mean, if it's like a, a a lube or like something like that, I don't know about that. Plus, yeah, it takes a long I've heard time. That to hit and you. I'm like, is that true? Plus, it takes a long time to hit you. So, what do you do? You yeah. spray it, and then you're like, listen, how we're can gonna- you localize it right there? If it goes yeah. to your bloodstream. I have, I, I'm, I don't know. It might have a local effect, mm. but it takes a while. So what do they do? Like, and then they're like, "All right, honey, listen, we're gonna watch TV for an hour." Well, yeah. that's why I said numbing. Right. That's the only thing that makes sense to me because we used to make like this these rubbing alcohol for like pain and stuff like that, and you could rub it on the skin and it would, it would, it would actually. I don't think that works. Yeah. No. You know why? Because when you're rubbing it on a local area, it has to go through the the skin, and then it doesn't go just to that area. It goes systemically. Now, cold shit or like, uh, what is it called? Like menthol and stuff? Right, right. For anti-inflammatory stuff. Like well, no, no, no. That works, but not because it's doing something directly to the area that you're putting it on, but because it distracts the central nervous system and it confuses the signal. So it feels cold instead of pain. And so you're like, oh, it doesn't hurt. That's how that works. Mm. But but here's the deal. With studies like this, the reason why I think they're crazy is, let's say you, you take a poll of people. Yeah. Well, okay. That was that was one person you mentioned. No, no, that was just that was a quote. That was just a quote. Oh, okay. That was just a quote. So let's. It worked for me. Let's end let's, of study. Yeah. Studies show yeah, that one yeah. person. Well, let's say you did you did a study, right, or not a study, a survey, because they didn't have done studies of the surveys. They said women who reported using cannabis va- vaginal spray report fifty percent more ag- orgasms than women who don't. Hmm. Here's why that study is terrible, because I feel like the women that are likely to use a spray on their vagina before sex are the kind that are probably more likely to be relaxed and have orgasms. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, imagine if you're going to hook up with a girl. No, no, I could totally say that. If you got a girl who's already like very insecure or scared, she's not going to be like, hold on, a second. pretentious, like, and yeah. she's and yeah. she doesn't want to do certain things, right. and like. Yeah, like the last thing you're gonna do is be like, "Hey, why don't you spray some marijuana on your vag?" Like she's gonna be like, yeah. "Uh, yeah, that's something yeah. great." No, exactly. she, that girl's gonna be no. Exactly. She's a prude. The girl that's more end up exploring things. Exactly. Who's Just probably like, already having better orgasms anyway. That's my point. Because there was another study a long time, a while I ago, that. that got a lot of controversy, and they were they did a survey of women, and they found that women who have anal sex report far more orgasms than women that don't. Have right. anal sex, yeah. and so the <laughs> did what, yeah. I, 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 like send me that. You know what I mean? Like, like, give me, give me that study. So you're holding out on me. I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to talk, and I, I hear Justin in the back, and he's going, like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I like what you're saying. Fax that to me, please. So, <laughs> so, but the problem with that study is, yeah, they took that study. And they're like, oh, anal sex gives you orgasms. No, they're just more adventurous. I think exactly. I think yeah. when I think women who are like and, and people, people who are more likely. To do these things are more likely to have good sex, and it's not necessarily the thing that they're doing; it's the fact that they're willing to do them. What did Doug? You know what I'm saying? Random question here. You could Google for. I'm, I know sure. I'm putting you to work today, dude. How many? Uh, how many? <laughs> could you, Captain? Captain Google. I want to. I want to know that the the how often the average uh, married couple has sex. 
once a week. Is it really? Uh, I yeah. think it's three to four times a month, something like that. Three to five times a month, something like that. Once, yeah, yeah once a week I wanna, average. I, I know this. See. I know this because I use this in arguments. When Are I'm you married. above or below average, Justin? Wow, I'm above. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, let's see what the let's see what the average is first, and then, yeah. then I can yeah, ask yeah, a question. Yeah, well, based okay. off of Sal's right. facts there. Yeah. Let's see where it's at. No, Fifty-four times a year, or a little more than once a week. Yeah. It's almost as if I can't be wrong. So, but the- <laughs> <laughs> or we just happen to talk about all the things that you Google. Yeah. <laughs> so once a week is the uh, uh, average. Right around. Wow. Yeah. Babe, yeah. you hear that? Mm-hmm. She bitches about three times, dude. Your girl? Yes. That's how it always starts, man. Yeah. yeah. That's how it's. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. don't have kids, homie. Yeah, dude. It's not. This is not you the same playing field. Hey, anymore. bro. You no shit, dude. Why? Yeah. Why do you think I'm not married? <laughs> Seven years deep, we're in yeah, a great yeah, yeah. relationship still. Yeah. <laughs> it's still going like this. And I, then you want to hold out so you get good sex. You know, I mean? yeah. you don't want to just like have it. Oh, mine, mine, my my marriage. It just started, <laughs> you don't want, like, it started you, you don't want sympathy sex. No, man. Yeah. I'm there you go. Yeah. That's the thing too. How many? Yeah. How many married uh, couples get that sex? Dude? A, a lot. Sympathy sex. Yes. A lot. Oh. Well, you know why, dude? Because it's an important part of a relationship. I think people start to, you know, well, I don't, we don't talk about it. There's a lot, there's a lot <laughs> it's going to go down yeah, yeah, a dark path. Get, <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Go ahead. Finish your sins here. I'm really curious well, what you have to say about this. Here's the thing. Sex is not that important and, unless something's wrong with it. And then it becomes very important. Otherwise, a healthy relationship can be yeah. a lot of sex, not that much sex. But but if there's a problem with one of the people in there, yeah. then it becomes an issue. unhappy or because it's Yeah, because it's very individual. Like, you're okay, that's the average, right? You know what that means? That means half of the married couples have more than that. And half of the married couples have less than that because that's the, that's the average. Right. So, you know, you could be in a marriage where, you know, a guy... Which, that's actually really crazy to me because obviously there's a lot of people that are doing it two, three times a week that probably fall in the category of where I'm at, right? And who knows... Where are you at? Where are you at right now? Right now? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) We know where you were at when you guys first got in your relationship. Are you still keeping that pace? You know, we do... We go in in, uh, insane spurts, so... So look at a month We won't have... So don't don't look at like a... We won't... I don't know. It's hard to catch. So there'll be be like a day or two where we don't have sex, and then it's like... We should all track for the next 45 days. Then it's like a bunch all day. We should all track for the next 45 days. Track? That'd be really... (laughs) It's just like that would be easy for me. I could probably predict it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have a lot. See, I'm a very sexual person, so so for me, me, once a week would be too little. But here's the deal. No, I'll I'll take that back. I wouldn't mind once a week sex if it was good. In fact, I don't care about the frequency as much as I care about the quality. That's the truth, hundred percent. I really don't care if even if I had sex, if I had once a month, mind blowing, crazy sex, that would be fine. Mm. That would be fine. It's got to be the, the the quality is more important. When I was younger, quantity was important. Yeah. As I, I'm older, because I, I definitely go it's in all about I, the enthusiasm. I go enthusiasm. in spurts, like like you're saying too. But I would, I when I say three times a week, I would say that's spurts. my average, right? Three times, yeah. yeah. Because we have a we'll have a week where it's crazy. It's five or six, and then we'll have a week where it's two or one, right? Yeah. So I don't want. I don't know one. One, I'm getting a lot of shit. If it if it actually if it's like a crazy week. So are you the one giving the sympathy sex? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna answer that. Yeah. <laughs> Set me up like that. No, no, they never. I would never give my girl sympathy sex, but I d- definitely for sure. If it was up to her, we would consistently be somewhere between five and five and seven. Consistently, I'm just too tired for that. Dude. Yeah, I mean, I train. That's a lot of I train sex. hard, man. I lift a lot of weights. I yeah. do a lot of things. My mind's working a lot. Yeah, that's a lot to ask. It is a lot. 
And because I, I bring it every time too. I'm not like a half-ass sex guy. Yeah, you're yeah, a full ass. Yeah, full all ass. All ass. Full yeah. on. All day. Yeah, yeah. Round no. ass. I every time. I, seven years later, you ask Katrina next time we talk to her too. Seven years later. I mean, every time you I don't go in, tell. I don't. I believe yeah, let's you. Ask yeah. Her. yeah. <laughs> I know. I text her. We talk. Yeah. <laughs> How's your sex life? Cross check it. <laughs> she tells you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you, imagine, you imagine? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I come. Hey, bro. I gotta talk to you real quick. Hey, I was talking to your girl. Yeah. Um. No, I think quality is so much more important than quantity. Quantity is important too, of course. I mean, I said the once a month thing, and now that I think about it, that probably would be too little. But once a week, really good sex, the only- I would be so I would be happy. But it has to be like really good. Can- and what makes good sex? How about that? That's a better question. Mm. What makes sex for you guys good? Where you're like, wow, that was that was yeah. quality. It just it has to be like. Like very enthusiastic, you know. Like has to. Like, <laughs> like, like, go, 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 like I'm into this. What a great adjective, right? Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> enthusiasm yes, yes, yes. at an all time high. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that really helps. You like know, she brings the pom poms. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, let's I'm, do I'm not, this, honey. I'm not mad at that you, at all. You don't want to. You don't want to <laughs> see her like. You don't want to see her like like peek at the clock real quick. What was Courtney like in high school? Was she? What was what? Clicked she you, was right? uh, she she played volleyball. Oh, so she was an athlete. Yeah, she's an athlete. Kind of. I mean, she wasn't like super competitive. Like she didn't like play. Like basically, she was like really good, but like was disinterested in it because like the coaches and whatever it was. Right, right. She was like not into that. But yeah, she was an athlete and hung out with athletes and stuff. So not yeah. cheerleader. Or anything. No, she was in the her sister, which is kind of strange to me because her sister, her older one is um very fiercely independent you know has her own business is like a lawyer and like um she was a, a cheerleader and i was just like what like i don't know there's just like this well, there's a stigma that comes stigma with it. and right. it's just a different like i just didn't see that in my mind you know so that would that kind of threw me off see, so it's it, kind of funny to, to to find that out at our school we probably had like a 50 50 split we had like half the cheerleader girls were fell under the stigma right of the kind of ditzy whatever but then the right. other, but the other half were actually the you know ap classes smart girls oh yeah there were some things. smart girls for sure yeah, it's just, it was, it was, something uh, like in, enjoyed doing but yeah it's so uh, enthusiasm is what you so look for, for you what, what, yeah. about, I like the cheerleader. Yeah. what about you adam um, for me, it's like, and, and there's, and I know when we hit this point, right, there becomes a point where you, you lose track of time and everything else. Like, and it's literally, you feel like it almost feels like you're having sex with yourself. It's, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like we, we, bec- on we become one. Hey Adam, what's the best kind of sex? Uh, I like, I like, of course ba- you'd say that. I like yeah. banging me. <laughs> In front of a bunch of mirrors, yeah. like, I mean, a it's, hall of mirrors. It, when when we when we get connected like that, it literally feels like there's there's no wrong move or turn. Like you literally feel like one person. And, yeah, and, and that's I, making slide, love transition, yeah, yeah. right? Like that's so when, love when you when you when you get that connected, nothing's that, better than love. That to me, sure. that to me yeah. is the. But don't get me wrong. Like there's. I also feel like there's times like, um, you know, like if her and I have been stressed and frustrated, this and that, and we're going yeah, back and smash it out. Right. Then there's yeah. definitely the pull the hair, Some throw of those her over the bed. Too. She Come wasn't on. ready for type of deal. She pulls your That's hair? That's why it's hard no, to say, me. dude. It depends on the mood. Okay, guy. <laughs> She's pulling Adam's hair. <laughs> He's like, ow. Sometimes, you know, it's a pegging sesh, you know? It's yeah, I, I, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Did you say pegging? Yeah, you're talking about pulling his hair. I'm just saying. That's a like, that's a term. How, why that's else a, would you do that's that? That's a term I learned. What's that pegging? Line. What? Oh man! You don't know what I pegging just found is? That's out too. No, what's pegging? This is a thing, dude. Dude, where tell a, me a girl puts it's on a girl puts on a strap on, 
Yeah. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. And there's, she, a, there's a term for this. There so, is a term. I just thought it was like a girl puts. It's called pegging. Pegging. P e g g i n g. Sounds appropriate for what it is. Can you Google that real quick, just Adam, <laughs> uh, uh, Doug? I want to see what we. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's yeah, not. that's what it's called. So really? anyway, uh, so you're talking about making love. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 make, I, mean, I would I mean, rather. How make, do, I mean, how do you define love. that, right? Like, for I, I don't know if that's the. Well, the, making love is is like. Well, you're, you're, it's like I it's think like what you're, you're saying. Well, in tune. I think making love is is defined by each person individually, right? I just know that there's times when we have sex, and it literally becomes timeless, and it feels yeah, as good. if you are alone. And what I mean by alone, it's not that I feel I'm like I'm having sex by myself, but literally that like you feel like you're one body. Yeah, well, you're really just crazy. both yeah. in the same like wavelength. Yes, the same yeah. like alignment, and mm-hmm. and it, it it's seamless at that point. Uh-huh. It's I like, think everybody like has experienced that. At some a- point. Anybody that's ever you know, or if you're into dancing, right? It's like when you dance, like you're dancing with somebody who just literally vibes with you completely. The it's, no pants dance. Yeah, it's the no pants. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. So that's All that's day. to me that's what I think is epic, great, great sex. That's good, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm shooting for that every time. You know, I mean that's the, that's that's the goal is to do that. It is. What's yours? Um, I like like for, animal noises. Yeah, that's what I feel. Like yeah, <laughs> well, what, yeah. Jump, two yeah. people, three people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I you know for me it's uh, when there's no boundaries, and what I mean by that is not mm. that you do everything, mm. but you feel. You, like, you roll out the plastic sheets. Yeah, yeah. you get the Wesson oil. Yeah, you, it's there's when when there's no boundaries. When it's you no boundaries. What I mean by that is where you feel safe words. You feel very. Do you guys have a safe word? Is it? Uh, what is your no? Safe I word? don't have a safe oh, word. No. Yeah. yeah, no, we haven't had we Just, haven't we, we, haven't, yeah. we haven't we haven't hit something that needed a safe word <laughs> so far. Yeah, all right. Yeah, the safe word is party. Yeah. The safe word is ouch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, like I don't know. Yeah, I hit the safe uh, word. Yeah. No, I, I like I, I, no boundaries. Um, I do like talking. I like communicating through sex. I like to to talk, converse. I like dirty talk. I like. To hear and, and God, I feel speak. like if I was dating you, I'd want you to shut your mouth because yeah, you talk all the time. Like, I don't like, I don't like no, talking. you'd like you'd, you'd get you'd like the way I did it, bro. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Rock your world. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awkward. <laughs> really awkward. Oh man. No, I like no, I like no boundaries. I like uh, obviously, of course, connection. Like you said, where you feel like you you lose time, mm. and then there's those times where it's it's pure animal mm. sex, where it's just pure filth and pure <laughs> like anger. And yeah, those seem to have your fights. That's why I feel like every, those. Like, that's the kind of sex where disagreements, big arguments. Th- that's the kind of mad sex. at each other. This is it. I'm done with you. I'm yeah. finding someone new. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, 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 I love you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's the kind of sex where afterwards you you think to yourself like, Ooh, I don't know if I could bring that. Uh, up. I gotta take a shower. Uh, let's not yeah. let's not bring up what happened just now. We'll pretend like that didn't, <laughs> now, that you, didn't happen. Now, do you, do you guys be, do you uh, know you you know your women because you've been with them for a long time? Do you is there certain feedback that you're looking for? Like, is there like, oh, when she tells me that. Like I, I know I did it. See, my oh, yeah. me and my girl are very similar. So she's vo- vocal like I am. So I know. I just know the noises. Yeah, I'm like, oh, hitting, hitting a good spot right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep driving that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this sounds nothing like that. Would you say keep? <laughs> Please don't ever put that in my mind. Would you say keep driving? <laughs> yeah, yeah keep, keep driving in on that I just, signal. I just, I just is like a jackhammer. I see dude. how. It's just, I see how. You Justin, guys think I'm all rough, dude? I'm super, super sensitive, dude. I'm, I'm, Bro, I have never seen you be. 
like that with anything. I've seen how you eat food, how you handle <laughs> objects. Fair enough. I, I do think I do. I think, do have that ability. I, I, ability of both ends. I so. do believe. Yeah. I, do, I do believe there's a correlation between how how men eat and how they fuck. I, really do. <laughs> yeah. I do believe there's a correlation to it. There's you a see, lot of passion sounds there. like this. Oh my god! Right? Oh. <laughs> and Justin's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, all over. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's so different from person no to person. Com- no complaints. One of the worst things I, I can only imagine is if, if you're with somebody who has a low sex drive and you have a high sex drive, or vice versa. Right. Because you could have everything else be healthy, but how do you? Well, that was one. How do you the, bring those? Together? That was one of the biggest challenges that we went through in my relationship was. You know, going through this whole hormone thing, like oh, I, yeah. I also happen to be with probably, I would say Katrina is, yeah, she's probably, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever dated anybody that wants to have sex as much as she does. Mm. So to to be with the girl that that wants more sex than any woman I've ever been with, at the same time that I'm going through the the mm-hmm. hormonal challenges like that. That really definitely her. I think her and her and Jessica have that have, have that in common. Yeah, because I, I have yet like I I at any given moment my girl could be like, oh my god, my head hurts. I don't feel good, and I'd be like, you wanna do it? She'd be like, yes. Like I've never <laughs> my my now when I was married, it was not like that. The stars had to align, the planets had to be in the right. But position. was it like that before like, kids? Yep. Yeah. It was it was it was it was like that for most of the time. Yeah. Well, so I mean, it's like. What you guys but are after describing kids, is after the kids same it got thing. Courtney was like, before, yeah, before kids. After kids, it gets a lot worse. Then the worse. role reversed. Yeah. Because yeah. well, I, I, I couldn't, like, even keep up, man. Yeah. That, and, yeah. In the beginning. And that's, that's actually, a lot of guys think they want to be in that position. Yeah. But then you're like, fuck, man, I can't even, I need to, like, get good it's sleep. It's like, underwritten thing. I mean, they want, mm. they want to have a kid, you know? Like, it's, it's like, in the DNA. It's mm. like, what do you think, what do you think it is about that that really causes them to go from being... Because obviously the, the the main drive is probably because they have this, uh, you know, to reproduce right inside. And that's what probably drives that crazy sexual drive. Then yeah. they do. Do you think that's what it is? It's because they yeah. become elated. That's like, oh, I, well, they, they, yeah, they this is what I've been They accomplished it. Right, right. Yeah. There's a lot of like, things. You're pretty, much, you're pretty much useless now. There's a lot of things. First of all, first of all. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I got what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Now go take a seat. No, no, no. <laughs> think, about, think about it this way, okay? Uh, how would you? You've been through injuries and hormone changes. Right. Okay. You go through a pregnancy. First of all, your body's not yours for nine months. That's what it feels like, at least. You change and grow and stretch and all then stuff's coming out of your boobs and your hormones are fucking way different. You're not getting good sleep. I wouldn't want to have sex either. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't either. And then afterwards, while you're breastfeeding, your hormones stay a particular... It's almost like menopause. While you're breastfeeding, and this is because your body is trying to prevent you from getting pregnant right away again. So there's that that's going on. Then you have the kids, they grow up. Hormones take, it takes a while for them to get back. Most, the the female clients that I would train would tell me that it would take them about a year or two to start to even feel normal again. But then on top of that, you have the added stress and the added, all the added stress from having kids now. And then, of course, you may be more self-conscious of your body because a lot of women's bodies... You know, even if you take care of yourself and stuff, there's certain things that happen that you may not have control over, oh, like no, stretch marks. Yeah, and speaking of, of that, you know what just happened to my buddy last week? This was hilarious. Where I didn't know this was possible. So they just had their kid, right? Right now, he's only a, a month old or so. And, you know, they're exhausted, like new parents. Just nobody's fucking sleeping or whatever yeah. like that. And they both pass out 
like on their on their bed and i guess she skipped a feeding and she didn't she didn't pump i guess and i guess mm-hmm. this could happen and oh. my boy wakes up because milk is squirting him in the face because <laughs> her tits are fucking shooting out like fountains <laughs> wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i didn't know that could i didn't oh, know it was yeah. possible like that dude yeah, yeah he's backed that's up cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool that's cool well that's why I, he told me that like he was all freaked out about it and i was like i don't know i probably it's fucking- so it's such a good thing that women have babies and not men yeah for sure because we would just blast each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for sure. If I Turn ever got, into a water gun, yeah, if I got pregnant, I'd come yeah. to work and you'd be like doing something. You wouldn't even. You'd be like, "What Dude, the fuck's hitting me out. in the head?" Like, <laughs> Fucking yeah. sell, bitch. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, for come sure. on, man. For yeah. sure, we blast like, each other oh. all the time. No, it's it's a challenge. It's funny when they do um, when they do like surveys and stuff on married people with children. <laughs> they find it's such a catch twenty two. I had this conversation with Jessica the other day. Mm. People with kids t- report less happiness and more anxiety and more like oh it's like it seems like it's all bad but then they get to the question of yeah uh uh like you feel more fulfilled more fulfilled yeah, meaningfulness right. and purpose and it's yes yes, yes. enriched and yeah. whatever, whatever term you want to throw it's out a, there it's, it's, it's such different a, but it's, it's it's such a dichotomy deep. i can clearly yeah. see like for sure without kids i'd probably be yeah. having more fun more excited yay more relaxation i was like but then, for sure, I wouldn't have as much of the yeah. of the you know now, fulfillment. Have you guys have you guys noticed compromise. A, a correlation between um, exercise and your guys' sex? For example, like for me, for sure, mm-hmm. I, I notice a yeah. huge difference in just especially when both of us are exercising. My, se- my sex yeah. drive, how good the sex is, and and how good of shape that I'm currently mm-hmm. in. Yeah. So if I'm I'm consistent on the diet, I've been training. Like everything's on the rise. Sex is 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 up as far as the amount of it, and then how good it is. All that's on the rise. And if I'm like kind of like whatever, I'm inconsistent with that. My sex my sex reflects it completely yeah. for sure. That's yeah. the go to. Yep. Yeah, if things are a little bit <clears throat> rocky, it's like let's get back to the gym. Yeah, you know, right. Let's work on ourselves. Yeah, if I'm feeling strong and healthy, then I'm definitely yeah. more definitely more sexual, definitely yeah. more horny. And her yeah. too. It's the same. It's you just want then like you want to feel good and, and, and you want to be able to bring that into the relationship. And you know, if you're working on yourself, you feel a lot better. Well, I was always told this was like a chick trait. Like I thought it was a girl thing that, you know, girls have to feel sexy in order to want to have sex. Cause they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I feel that way. Like if I'm, if I feel down on myself or I feel ugh, like yeah. I, I'm not you a do sexual. What you do with the lights off. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Katrina makes fun totally of me all the time. Boobs. Really? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and it's, it's, it's like, it's some, it's uh, I'm not even like, consciously doing it subconsciously i'm doing this where it, when i'm not really feeling myself you know i wait till the last minute to strip down and get naked i turn the lights off and then go to bed and then really? i get naked and get into bed oh i'm a, i'm a fucking lights on i love it oh well, turn everything on. now when i'm feeling now when i'm feeling good about myself so i'm like absolutely i'm the light. guy gets like out of the shower and then i don't even put any clothes back really? on i'm walking around see i'm just, so visual that i like to see things <clears throat> but i can have fun with the lights I off i don't too. like seeing shit when i don't look good you <laughs> know when i look good i like seeing well, i'm not looking at me yeah no i'm talking about i forgot you have sex with yourself <laughs> I like I'm, uh, I like no, no, looking at my, this, I'm not talking about I this, know what you mean you you feel self-conscious right right yeah, I'm, I'm talking about you guys and your sex drive not ref, the correlation between your girls being in shape and working out I'm yeah, talking yeah. about just you yourself yeah. like there's I, a direct correlation for me like when I'm in shape when I'm mm. feeling good sex is up not anything to do with her everything you, and to do you with, think it has to do with the visual or the fact that you just feel better from working I think out? both yeah for sure both right because obviously and we've talked about this with my hormone levels as soon as I started lifting heavy again so like that there was an instant 
spike in, in mm-hmm. testosterone. Mm-hmm. So that helped. And then as I've continued to progress over the last month or two, watching the physical change happen in my body and stuff like that has yeah. m- made me feel that way too. And then I yeah. do, I feel myself walking around the room naked and stuff where before I would leave my clothes on longer before I take them mm-hmm. off and stuff. Mm-hmm. So No, I, I like... <clears throat> I'm always ready. Yeah. So you don't like lights on either, huh? <laughs> I do lights on, you, no. but I I don't know. It's just too like, uh my eyes like squinty. Like I like, I like just a little dim. bit of light. Yeah, dim. dim lights. Pitch black can be fun too though. Yeah. Because then it's mysterious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, that, that's what's the, this? I wake you up and we kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. get frisky. How do you turn how do you get your girls in the mood? Well, I, I mean, you probably the other yeah. way around. Yeah. How do well, well how, let's say you you want to have sex, you just go up to your girl and say let's do it. Yeah, my, done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. girls are more like this if I say that I want to have sex, you know, her response back to me is you better not be talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get <laughs> don't my hopes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the response I get. Dude, so, and how does she get you in the down. How does she get you in the mood then? Cuz mm. you're the more complicated one. Yeah, I am. I'm definitely more complicated. So what does she do? If you were to ask her, you she'd probably tell you she's still trying to figure it out. She'd probably uh, tell you like, you know, slips she stuff in drink. So dirty talk doesn't work. No that's no, no. You know, in fact, the more she tries, the less uh, the less I want to. So if it, I, for me, I think still the the male side of me still wants to hunt and you want to be the pursuer. I do. I do want to pursue still. So she can't just. And so my girl, when we first started dating, she was you know the she thought it was like you know you just grab my dick and like I'm gonna yeah. be in the mood. Like, it doesn't work for me. You know what I'm saying <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't it doesn't turn me on. You know, I'm also not like oh don't touch me there. I'm sure, not that sure. guy either. But. You know, at the same time, I'm like, that's not going to, I feel like I need to chase her a little bit. So mm-hmm. she, you she, feed me chocolates or something. She yeah. knows to play, she knows to play possum a little bit with me, you know, so okay. she, she'll, she, you, and I know she does, you know, she'll come in my, when, when I know she really wants to, she takes, she get goes in early to the bedroom. She showers, you know what I'm saying? And she's already, she, yeah, I smell the lotion and she's got the cute little lingerie of matching panties and underwear. You know, it's like eight o'clock yeah, and just she's hanging out. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like doing work on the computer. Yeah. 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 yeah she's doing work like on her knees on the computer. <laughs> 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 like, like really? What are you working uh, on? Let me. Oh, that's what's, porn. What's going on yeah, over here? Yeah. 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 <laughs> she does a little look back over her shoulder to see if I'm looking. Right. Right. So like, yeah. I see you, dude. I see you. Don't yeah. trip. No, for for me, I just <laughs> just have to say something or just take my shirt off. Yeah. That's the funny. Thing. I take my shirt off. I'm like, I better get ready to have sex. It yeah, happens. It's happening now. For my girl to get me in the mood, I mean, she'll do it if she just grabs me. Usually that'll that'll probably work. But if I'm kind of like stressed or whatever, and that's not really working. Just, she just has to start talking dirty. When I was and t- I know how she does it, too. She'll be like, you know what I was thinking about the other day? Mm. And I'll be like, oh, really? What? What were you thinking about? And it'll be like, the filthiest thing ever. I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't expect that. We're having sex. That's a really cool thing. <laughs> talking about your sex with the, the partner. So that's a great tip for people that are trying to get their partner in the mood. Whether you're a girl or a guy, I've found this really successful, right? That huh? If you... <laughs> I'm saying you if, you, if you are a girl moves. or a guy. He's all I found the successful yeah. guy's anger. <laughs> hey, dude. Works on everybody. Is talking about, you know, like a great question to prompt or ask is like their their favorite times with you, right? The favorite, the, oh, what were some of your favorite moments right. or favorite things that we you've done? What about done? fantasies? You ever ask your girl, try this, ask your girl, what is the most naughtiest fantasy you've ever had in your own mind? Yeah. No holds barred, no boundaries. I don't care what it is. Didn't you know it's it's in your fantasy so it's safe? What is that? And then they're like, yeah, I don't have any. No, they have they have them. They're just afraid that they're going to get judged. Trust me, everybody has them. Get them to That's release. Where she goes, well, gone down that road. You know your co-host Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. That, that yeah. won't work on me. That'll work on me. I'd be like, really? <laughs> 
Tell me about all my friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have an argument later. Yeah. First, we're having sex. Yeah. Uh, no, you ask and see, but they, I think people have to feel safe. They have to feel. Everybody has filthy, crazy fantasies, of course. Right, Justin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really dark ones. What's, what's your <laughs> dark? What's your mood? What's your move? Uh, moves. What's my moves to kind of get it going? Uh, Pour him a drink. Yeah, drinks are good. Right. I, I feel like I feel like I could picture you at your house and like Courtney comes over and she like pours pours some scotch for you. You're like, oh, it's it's <laughs> oh, going okay. down. Yeah, things are happening. Usually that's that's an indicator. Like she'll have me go to the store and get something because it's. I think it's more just to like lighten the atmosphere a bit and like relax. Yeah. And, and so it. I know it's going to be successful based off the conversation we have on the couch. And that's like once the kids are down and like we're relaxed and we're chill and we're watching like a good show or something like I'm and it's usually I mean, probably 90 percent of the time when I'm not thinking about it or trying and then I'm just really fucking in tune with what she's talking about you know i'm just like i'm really paying Having attention to her See, yeah like not being an asshole you know for once <laughs> so basically you just have to <laughs> i just have to really to listen her. to her yeah. you know like 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 intentively yeah. you know and i'm like i'm learning this you know instead of just being like <laughs> tell yeah, me about your day look babe. At, look at my dick and i'm like walking around <laughs> doesn't really work you know, like it worked in the beginning. <laughs> that's so, the problem. That's the thing. That's the problem. It, I was it changed. Yeah. I was tricked. It totally changed now. Yeah. So I, I have to be a lot more suave and yeah. all this other shit. <laughs> suave. How about yeah. you guys see how defensive Katrina got when we brought up the massages and where my massages down from when, when we first met? Yeah. <laughs> and you are spoiled, dude. I have to side with her. I'm on her side. Yeah. You were complaining that Agreed. she used to massage you every day and now yeah. she massages you three days a week. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tough life. Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. A full body massage by a pro, a yeah. professional massage yeah. therapist. Yeah, I'm getting massaged by dudes over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, right. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that, though. It's Imagine this, right? So, Because it's hard for everyone to understand that, right? Imagine if you married like... A, a fucking like a super chef like yeah, on TV. No, like, I know, I know. Like the and every night you had a fucking gourmet yeah. five course meal. Yeah, every night you get conditioned. Like, yes, right. Yeah. And and you're like and I, I don't, so and she, we didn't talk we didn't, we didn't talk about this yesterday when we were all together. But I remember like vividly like having a conversation with her like you got to stop doing this. Yeah. Like you you're are spoiling me. Yeah, you're ruining me. Yeah. I love to do this. I love to do this. You know, so I love yeah. it. I lo it relaxes me. I love to. I love to. Right. So she's constantly closing me on how it's no big deal. And it's like second nature to her to do that. And I'm going like, this is changing my life. You know what I'm <laughs> like, this is a big deal, man. Like getting this every single yeah, night. How are you supposed to say no to that? Right. And, yeah. and her, you know, in her defense, that was back when she ran the clinic and she didn't have to get to work till 10 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, we, yeah. were, we were living the life at that time. And so she closed you. Man. Oh man. And then and then so and then now, and here's the thing too. It's like again, back to the chef reference. You I'm sure somebody who's been with a chef like that can tell when they really get down in the kitchen versus when they kind of throw something together, like warming up in the microwave. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what it, so you're and, getting the microwave massages. Well, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't the microwave massages. No, honey, I don't think they're microwave massages. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. You know what I'm saying? They're still, uh, they're, they're, and they're still way better than I'll get anywhere else. So it's, it, it is tough. It's to like get. Outback. Yeah. It's like, it's fast food, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's got steak. It's yeah. good. Maybe that's a better analogy. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's still good. Like, I'm not complaining, right? right? Uh, so, but it's, but I can feel in her hands, I can just feel the difference when she is doing it. Like, when she's, okay, I'm going to put it down she's on busy. Her. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm not fucking complaining right now. Yeah. I'm just saying that because everyone gives me shit about that. I'm like, if you only knew. 
you know, what that was like to have that for every single night like that. It, it she did condition the fuck out of me, man. Mm. And then I'm like, maybe, and it ruined all other massages because then I went on a mm. kick for a while. I remember when she used to get mad at me because I I was so used to getting massages all the time. So I started going to going to paying for it. You know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm I want them. She was changing my life. I mean, her massaging me for that she year, like a little bit jealous when you go. Get oh, a bunch totally. Of other massages? Oh, she does not yeah. like me to go get massages anywhere else. Uh, Talk shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ha! I knew it'd be horrible. Yeah, you know what I'm it's like the yeah, and she's right. I mean, it's I guess it'd be like me coaching her and teaching her and training her, and then her go hire some fucking newbie trainer that's going to supposedly coach her and help. Yeah, her. Yeah, that would sting a little. Yeah, yeah. right. If your yeah, girl's sure. hired a trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm sure it's like I, I like Steve. I'm sure yeah. it's like that. <laughs> Steve trains yeah. me better. Than you. So you were saying about what? about motivation earlier. Oh yeah, you know, and I and I try not to like. I don't want to sound like I'm a hater on it, but... Oh, I like it. Let's get going. Yeah, well, I just... The, Let's start the hater train. Let's go. Yeah. Well, I, I just... Hate, hate parade. I just feel like so... Is it really motivation, right? Like, so you see a lot of these people on, on Instagram, especially Instagram right now, because I guess the feed's so fast, right? And because I follow a lot of fitness people. So my feed is just flooded full of these, like, inspirational quotes and inspirational monologues that these guys and girls do... And it's just a bunch of fluff to me. And it and I think that and I think a lot of people think they really like it and are drawn to it because the the initial reaction you get because even I do too. I mean nothing gets me fired up more than hearing like Ray Lewis give like a two minute like motivation speech mm -hmm. like that. It gives me goosebumps. Sometimes I would listen to stuff like that before I go to the gym. Yeah. But I feel like so many people tune into that stuff in order to give themselves motivation to do something. Mm -hmm. And it's always short-lived when you when you do that. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. Because it's not... How can you possibly... Motivation's a feeling. It, in, like all feelings, they, they come and they go. It literally is a spark, and that's about it. That's it. And, and when you get it, here's, a, here's how I like to use motivation. When I feel very motivated, I get in this state of, of hypomania where I consume as much information as I possibly can. I produce tons of content. I come up with new ideas and mm. it's just, it's fun and it's addicting and it's exciting and I can see why people want to chase it. And I've had several times in my life where I've stayed in these states for <clears throat> months on end and it's just, you're, you're, you're unstoppable. Mm. But, but they, but they come and they go like any other feeling and you have to have the other side because well, here's the thing. A feeling doesn't mean anything if there is no contrast. In other words, happiness is nothing without sadness, you know, light without dark. Like it, it, the only reason why it's called something is because it's contrasted from something else. <clears throat> you have to feel other ways. And so sometimes you're going to be motivated and sometimes you're going to be normal and sometimes you're going to be unmotivated. Is the key to be to try to chase the state all the time? I mean, I guess you can figure out things that help get, get you motivated, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that, but you're still never going to be motivated all the time. Yeah. What, what do you do when you're not motivated? Because the problem with trying to be motivated all the time is you only do stuff when you're very motivated. And I know a lot of people like this. Oh, it's very much the on and off the wagon mentality, right? That's it's, it. I have to have this driving mechanism. I have to have this like energy that's all narrowed into this one direction. And if I don't have it, you know, then what? I guess I just have to wait until I get that feeling uh, to come back. And um, people just, it becomes this perpetual trap. It's like I get up and then I get down. I get up and then I get down. And there's just not 
consistency there. Yeah. It's, and, it, well, it's kind of like a, a parent who has to constantly tell his kid to do something <clears throat> versus a kid creating a habit out of it, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the same thing when it's like you don't want to have to be told every time you need to go to the gym. Like, by and some, and the reason why I, I think I feel so passionately about this is because many, many clients that I train that didn't see the long term results were the ones that hired me for the motivational piece. Yep. Yeah. You know, if and you, they're the ones that you they love to get fucking hammered. Yeah, they want to get for like three months. Yeah, they want me to yell at them. They want me to count loud. They want me to push and them. They just drain you of all of your energy and everything. Right. Like suck the life out of you. Meanwhile, and it took me years into my career before I really realized that I was not helping these people. Yeah, sure, I was helping them for that one hour to get through that workout, but I really wasn't installing good habits and teaching them good behaviors yep, and really yep. getting them to understand nutrition and programming. What I was doing was hyping them. You know, yeah. like let's do this. Yeah. Let's work. And out. I can do that very well. I got right. really good at that. I, right. I could do that for a lot of people, but it doesn't, it's not a long term strategy at all. <clears throat> I like to use when I would manage gyms or when I, I would use that for specific events or for specific times. Like, look, normally we're consistent, we work hard. Today is different. Today's the whatever, it's the final day of this or it's that we're competing with. Now we're going to use the motivation to push us over the edge. But consistency is what wins the race, consistency is what develops. It's all about good patterns, good behaviors. It's about finding meaning and purpose behind what you're doing. Otherwise, right. you're going to be fucked. You'll be in this. And what really irritates me is our space in particular, there's categories of charlatans that exist in the fitness and health space. And one category are these people who make these posts about, you know, you got to get up and make it happen. Yeah. And it's all about hard to go home and don't waste your time and fucking blah 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 and it's like yeah. shut up dude you're you failing no and i'm winning yeah you have no idea which and it's not it's just not effective well it it's just work. it's so generic like the advice that they're putting out there like nothing is very specific as to like am, am i am i getting something out of this am i getting a real tool that i can use and apply to my life versus just somebody sort of barking at me and getting waking me up and getting my attention um i just i i get really irritated listening to a bunch of general uh statements being thrown out there that it's like yeah no shit right you know, like no shit like right. like tell me something applicable right. like give mm-hmm. me give me some kind of substance and, what, and then i'll pay attention to you what do you guys say to somebody that that actually that would like disagree with this right now and be like, I, well, I, I love that stuff. And that when I love listening to motiv- motivational videos and quotes and so do I, it helps me. Out. Right. I do too. Yeah. So, so like, what do you say to that person who, who thinks that it's, it is worth it? And why would you say it's not? I, cool? I don't think it's not worth it. I think, you know, I, I, I enjoy watching it, those frequency things. Of it. I love reading motivational quotes. I love reading stories about people who overcame difficult odds to do tremendous things. I love all that stuff too. I, I, I think everybody does. I, it's a, it's a, it's existential, right? We all enjoy that. The, the problem that I get is, is when people are led to believe or when people just falsely believe that that's the key. Yeah. That's where it stops. Yeah. Like this is it. I got to be like this all the time, Yeah. which, well, I think of it like this. Like, I mean, exercise is exercise science. It's a science, right? It's math and science combined. And motivation would never get you through the most complex mathematical equation or figure out how to do something scientifically. So that's, you need to have the, the formula, you right? Have the- so that that to me, it's like it's it would be like seeing some this complicated math problem 
and doing something to pump you up to try and answer it. Mm-hmm. Like as that's as your practice to try and learn uh, versus like, I keep believing I can do it. Right. Right. If I believe hard yeah, enough, that's I can, great. Right. <laughs> if I grind at it hard enough, but if yeah. you're not, you're not taking the actual steps to learn how to solve the problem or learn on how to create this as a habit or behavior. And so then you're just really just kind of running in. And that's, so that's what I feel about the motivation is I feel yeah. that it's because we're talking about something unique. Like, I like motivational speeches for an athlete who's getting ready to go into battle, right? You're it's about to, you're about to walk out on the field. You've practiced all week, you've put in all the X's and O's, you've done all the math, you've figured yeah, everything sure. out. You're about to walk on this field. Your 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 captain walks in and he fires you up to go into war yeah. and you go out there and you put you put everything that you've been practicing to work, right? Then you have the other then you have this motivation stuff in the fitness right now where these people are just hyping people up to get after a workout and nobody's approaching it the right way. And in fact, I think it promotes people to go after it the wrong way. Yeah. Because when you get hyped like that, you nish, uh, you naturally gravitate to, to intensity. Yeah. You know, it becomes well, that like, you're, you don't quit, go after it, push harder, go further, which again, there's places for this, right? So Burn like, relationships, the, you know, go all in. The way I use motivation now, and like I'll use it with a client where I'll talk to someone and I say, listen, like, so I've been training somebody for about two months right now. And, you know, and I've told her, like, she comes in and sees me one time a week. That's all I can do right now, right? I don't have that, a lot of time to train clients or anything, but I'm helping her out. And I see her once a week and I say, let me be your pace car. And I said, so in other words... I do not want any of your workouts to be pushed beyond what I'm doing. So when I do, when I take you through a workout, the next next week until I see you, that's your level of intensity. And then, so when she comes in for the next week, and you know, and not always, it depends on what I got going on, calorie wise, what I'm teaching her. But every once in a while, I'll say to her, like, okay, today's workout, I'm going to stretch you a little bit. You know, so this, I, I'm going to do it this way. Like I'm going to push you a little bit more here volume and we're mm-hmm. going to cut maybe rest periods a tiny bit right here. And so I'm preparing her that I'm going to stretch you just a little bit. And so be right. And so when it gets to that point of the workout where normally I let her stop or she wants to stop, I go, okay, I'm going to push you here. And like, and then there's the motivation for the minute. Or I'm going to hype her up or mm-hmm. come on three more or two more or sure. whatever. And that's it. But it's very methodical about how I approach it. It's not just Let's get this. Let's get this workout, yeah. you know, from the beginning to the end. Well, well, motivation is a feeling, and it's also typically attached to a goal. So, like, I'm really motivated to lose this 20 pounds, or I'm really motivated to get stronger, or I'm really motivated to perform better. But part of the problem is, A, it's a feeling, and it can go away. And B, let's say it doesn't go away, and then you hit your goal. Then you tend to have to make another goal. And this mm-hmm. is where people over they burn themselves out to the point where they don't want to do that that particular thing anymore. Like you can't keep getting stronger. That's impossible. You can't keep improving in your workouts. That's impossible. So that when you tie motivate motivation typically is tied to overcoming or or achieving new goals. And so that becomes a, a big problem. Now, on the flip side of that, you know, if you're working out and you're trying to be fit and healthy and your goal is to remain that way hopefully forever, you can have bouts of motivation where you have different goals. Like I do. I do that all the time. Like sometimes I'll have a goal like, okay, I want to be able to deadlift 550 or I want to be able to do this now. I, I get that. But what keeps me going forever is I have fa- I have found the enjoyment in the workout itself mm-hmm. with no goal, with no need for motivation. The, right. the, the, I have the joy. The joy is in the act. 
Mm-hmm. And when the when the act, when you find joy in the act, when you find joy or fulfillment in the process, then you don't need motivation because let's say I feel shitty today. Let's say I'm feeling like really, oh, I just feel down. I don't feel good. I'm still going to go do this workout because I have found fulfillment and joy with with that act of what I'm doing. And so it's yeah. something that I'm, I'm going to do whether I feel unmotivated or, you or don't whether feel I feel like motivated. You don't do it, but you're not going to punish yourself like you're just like falling off. Right, right. right. Like you're just, you're, it's part of the process, the whole thing. Right, right. So, you know, it's like who's, who's going to stay consistent longer? The person yeah. who... It's normal to have off and, days. Yeah, the person who enjoys running, the person who loves running for the sake of running, or the person who's running... To get faster all the time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the answer is quite easy. Right. The person who likes doing it every single day is the one that's going to do it every single day. Now, what, do you think this is on the rise? Though I feel like it's, and I don't know if it's just because we're so easily connected now, and so maybe that's why in my fifteen plus year career, I feel like it's it's more predominant now than in the space than I've ever seen it before. Now, do you think it's because of social media? Or do you guys really think that, like, is it on the rise? Like, this, I think need, this need, do, do people need to be motivated like well, this, no, hyped up? It feels good, dude. It feels yeah. good because motivation is like, it's dopamine, right? Dopamine is quite it's strongly associated with, uh, with motivation and it feels good. It's addicting. Look, they look at the studies that they did with, um, like dr- uh, drugs like Ritalin and Adderall, right? Now, these are drugs that will raise your dopamine levels quite a bit. And they did these studies to see if do these drugs actually make people smarter because people say that they take them, they get better grades, they study more, and they feel like it's a intelligence-enhancing substance. Now, when they did the studies and actually tested people on their intelligence, were they improving their cognitive function? Were they thinking smarty, smarter? The results came back, no, they were the same. The difference was when people took the drugs, they just felt like they, they, like they wanted to do what they were doing more mm-hmm. because of that motivation chemical popping into their mind because it feels good. So although they're doing the same thing and they report like, oh, I am smarter, they're not. It's just they want to do, they want to read now or they want to because of that dopamine. So it's addicting. So of yeah. course it's going to be popular. Like I said, I love watching that shit too. It's a great feeling to hear someone talk or speak, have something resonate, get that feeling inside of you like, whew. Fuck yeah, let's do this. You know? Do you think it's 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 for some people and not for other people? Yeah, I definitely do. I I honestly think that it's kind of like I guess politics in a way where I feel like I'm. Supposed to be interesting. Analogy. I don't understand how people think or are so swayed by like somebody's um, opinion. You know, like why are you so affected by that? Why don't you think for yourself? Mm. And I feel like motivation is very similar in. in where they need to draw off of somebody and they need, they need somebody to, to do something significant for them to find significance in themselves. How about the, how about the people that actually are giving the motivation? Like how exhausting? Oh yeah. How yeah. exhausting. Bro, that, they're, I, oh, I, I feel like half those people are not speaking. They're on the cocaine. Crowd. Well, I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. Maybe. Yeah. I yeah. feel like half the Billy time, there's half there's the a, time, they're, they're, shot right? Like yeah. it's a, yeah. it's a fair, fair guess. I feel like a lot of them preach what they're preaching and they're saying it to themselves. Really? Like they're on the stage being like, you got to do this. You got to do that. Yeah. They're talking to themselves. I believe you know that. I, mean? oh, I think absolutely. a lot of them are talking to themselves. I, I believe yeah. that. I think that's up. why it comes out really good. That's why it probably yeah. works really well because they that's all they are. They're, they're speaking their heart, but it's really back at themselves. Like, I need to do all these things, and that's what mm-hmm. makes me say all mm-hmm. this shit. There's yeah. a whole market. There's a big market for huge. that. Huge. It's a huge, huge market. It's for annoying. That. It's so big, dude. I know. It, it, it really annoys me. 
Like, it, I'm not a fan at the all parts of motivational that, people. The points, the parts that annoy me the most are the ways, and I don't, look, again, if there's a market for it, whatever, it's a reflection of consumers. Sure. It still annoys the shit out of me. That these guys, we just, we were just watching a guy, I'm not going to say his name, but they're, they're, we were just watching a guy, and it's the same shit like, coming out of my private jet, and yeah. check out my fucking cool Bugatti, and yeah. I, look, I had hard times. I had nothing. It's the same story. I lost millions I, of dollars. Yeah, I, I grew up in hard times. My, I was a single mom. My mom was addicted to whatever. I lost an arm or whatever. It's always some crazy story. <laughs> and then I came back from the depths of hell, and here I am today right. to show you and tell you it's possible for you to own a fucking jet like me and have all, all these hot chicks and yeah. be super. It's the same like fucking story. In it's, fact, there's a formula for it. It literally oh, yeah. has happened time and time. Time again. There's literally a, a formula for it. I know because I actually have been to. So this is what I mean by about the formula. This yeah. is what I mean by yeah, it, it is how how it daunting like or stressful or I don't even know the right word for what how I would feel as a, a motivational type speaker because you you have to know right you have to know whether you're on Instagram or YouTube or you're doing talks you're big enough to be doing TED talks and shit where you're eighty percent plus. Of the people out there, you are zero. You're zero impacting their lives, hundred percent. Like, the, like what you say, eighty percent of those people out there will not follow through and execute any of the fucking bullshit mm-hmm. that you're saying. Like, right. So it's got to be. This was what bothered me as a trainer for a really long time yeah. because I felt like all this. It's showing people stuff and pushing them and motivating them through their workouts. And how deflating is it when you see them not? Yeah, progress. Like, like I'm not really changing their life. Sure, yeah. I got them in shape for the time that they hired me and paid me. Like that's and then that was it. That's not life. That's yeah. not a life changer. Like that means I just I'm good at what I do. Like I'm good at math and science. Like that's all that fucking means, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't mean that I've really motivated them or changed them. So I've motivated them for a short time to get them to do something, but I haven't fundamentally changed their life. Like yeah. I don't want someone to DM me or message me and say, "Man, I listen to the podcast and you got me so motivated to work out and you know, I'm so I had such a great workout after." No, I don't want to hear that. I'd rather hear say like, "Wow, you said something mm-hmm. and it totally just impacted my life or I had to really in a rebu- fundamental way." Yeah, I just right. had a girl someone I I one of the last quads we did, I don't remember the question that she talked about. It had something to do with uh cardio kickboxing or teaching multiple classes and I was calling out the people that do that and you know that it's it's terrible if you're trying to build muscle and I don't remember the rant that I went on but she was like you know I was the one you called out and she thanked me and I'm like to me that's like I know that that person I hit something I hit home for that person that she was doing that was probably not helping her Mm -hmm. and I just gave her something that hopefully will forever fundamentally change her she'll never approach her training well I don't I don't mind motivational speakers if they're providing real like tangible value but how do you measure that you know well there's there's certain ones like there's fluff and then there's yeah there's real gyms yeah like like someone leaves and like okay here's some things i can do to improve action plan my life here's some things that i can do to change you know what i'm what's happening like like uh, you know jordan peterson i enjoy quite a bit he's not a motivational speaker but guess what he does he ends up motivating a lot of people some of the now stuff that, he now says that's different i think we get, we get that a lot of time for people that say that because we're definitely not motivation speakers for sure but people are motivated to work out and exercise and be better because i think we're growth minded and we share our process of 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 trying to grow right. and be better and therefore that then well, well, we're, we're all motivated by other people as well like it's a different thing when you see somebody doing something significant where you're like oh wow they're doing that that's awesome that's impactful yeah. like like that that charges me up well here's a significant thing that that i heard him say that i thought was brilliant that i've said for a long time to clients and one thing he said is look you know, you improve yourself today 
And if you're having trouble with that, it's because you're not aiming low enough. And I thought about that. I'm like, well, that's exactly, that's exactly what happens to a lot of people. People come to us, and I've talked to clients like this. I'd say the second half of my career, this was what made me far more successful as a trainer than my first half of my career. People would come to me with these goals, need to lose all this weight, need to get healthy, totally deconditioned, totally unhealthy. And I would say things like, okay, here's your meal plan, here's your exercise, here's your whatever. And they'd be excited because I've given them the solution. And inevitably, it wouldn't work because it was too much. Right. Later on, what I realized was they came to me and I used to, I would aim way lower. Here's what I want you to do today. I want you to drink five glasses of water. Let's start with that. And they'd look at me like, well, no, that's not. And, I, and then I would ask them, well, how many glasses of water are you drinking now? And they'll say, oh, uh, like one, maybe yeah. a half, the rest is soda. And I'd say, okay, it's an improvement. You're better. So that's where we're going to start. Oh, I used to, I'd ask somebody what their goal is, and this would always happen, right? They'd give me a picture of someone or show me a, what this girl looks like. I want to look like this. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. And I'm like, that's not your goal. I said, what your goal should be before you even set a goal like that is how about just for a week, like tell yourself you're going to track your food. Yeah. Like, have you ever just wrote down what you ate for an entire week? That's a better goal. Set that goal, accomplish that goal. And and that's you what you're saying. And then set another yeah. one that stretches that a little bit further. And, and that's what, and that's the meaning behind you're not aiming low enough. Right. It's because a lot of times people say, well, I'm not going to do that because that's not enough. That's because that's stupid. Yeah. That's not going to make aim, that big aim of a difference. The, aim for the stars, yeah. <laughs> or shoot yeah, for the moon, land on the stars. Yeah, bullshit. No, it's, it's literally aim low enough to where you're making a small change and then Stick with that and then aim low again and make another small There's change. There's a lot of brilliance mm-hmm. in that statement. Very brilliant. There, there is. But that's a gem. That's and that's that's but it different. Took me, it took me a long time to yes. piece that together as a trainer because you you know, your client comes in, they pay for you, they hire you, they tell you their goal. Who are who am I to say no, that's not a good right. goal? You know what I'm saying? My job is to like you said, give you the formula for that goal. That's right. I have the formula for that goal. Problem is you know, 80, 90% of them will never execute. It all ain't going to work because it only works when you're highly motivated. Because right. if a client comes to me, hyper, let's say they just came from a Tony Robbins seminar or someone really, you know, motivational. And they came to me like, that's it. I'm getting in shape, Sal. I'm yeah. fucking pumped. Everything is changing. I am, and I tell them, drink five glasses of water a day. They're like, I'm going to the trainer over there. That's going to tell me yeah. all the stuff I can do because I'm fucking pumped right, right now. At once. Right. right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, those small changes, those really small incremental changes, in reality, are the ones yeah. that are going to give well, you. That's the proving ground. That's it. Those are, that's going like, to give you the lifelong. Yeah. If you can't master change. that one small thing, and you want to just skip ahead, right? Well, that's this is also how you create self motivation too, because yeah. every time you accomplish one of those goals, it becomes more motivating. You get one win, then you get two wins, yeah, you get yeah. three wins. Next thing you know, you become you very confident. You're confident because you're winning all the time. You that's set right. goals and you're accomplishing them all day long. So what if they're small goals? That's it. Yeah. If they're improvements and you're a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday, you're on the right fucking and, track. And sometimes, and it's sometimes, really simple as that. Sometimes all you need to do, because sometimes people are like, well, I don't know where to start. Like, what do I do? And of course, from the outside, I could tell you a million things you could do. Yeah. Everything from, you know, get your car washed, organize this your drawer, or small things that are just better than you were yesterday. But people sometimes have trouble. So you can reverse it and say, okay. I bet you can name 10 things that you do right now that make your life more difficult. Like mm-hmm. there's 10 things you do right now that are making it hard for you to be fit and healthy. Right. So why don't you just stop doing yeah, one of them? How do we figure that out? Yeah, just stop doing one of them. Take one of them off. And so they're like, okay, every night before dinner, I have some ice cream. So I think I could just stop that. You know, and you just, and that's it. But that's yeah. not motivation. That's 
value. That's real value because re- motivation is not. I, I guarantee no, it's, you, it's action. Well, back to, back to my math and science analogy. I mean, it's you're you're learning the formula. Like you're literally learning how to solve the equation versus just like throwing shit at it. Like yeah. let's just get after it and we'll figure it out along the way. It's like yeah. let's methodically break this big equation because it's a big equation. To get yourself into this like crazy shape that whatever or whatever goal you have, it's a major equation. So let's break it up into smaller ones that are easier for you to understand, and then we can build on that and it'll compound. And that's why most fitness programs that are sold or products that are sold on the internet are these 30-day blast your body, get you in shape quickly. Because what they sell you on is that motivation. Mm -hmm. You go to this site, there's this video that's fucking hyping you up, and you're already in the state of mind where that's it, I'm going to get in shape. Now you're like, oh, this workout, super fucking hard. throttle as hard as they can while they have you in that state of mind. That's right. 30 days, fuck yeah, I'm going to do this workout twice a day every day or beat the crap out of myself. I'm going to do that. I'm hyper-motivated. They buy that. Meanwhile, you have Mind Pump who's like, Hey, we have a super bundle. It's a year of exercise. Right. You're going right. to probably need a year, and it's going to move you through real slowly and get right. you. We're going to learn a lot. Or you challenge like uh, Joe D does with all his programming, right? Where he gives people fucking 500 sets of everything for a workout, <laughs> and he's looks superhuman himself. Right. And so then everybody's trying, like, oh man, if I could just get to a point where I could finish one of those workouts, yeah. I'm going to look like him one day. Yeah. Imagine if you imagine <laughs> this. Imagine if you needed motivation to like brush your teeth or take a shower. You know how many people wouldn't do it? <laughs> Seriously, it's just a part of their routine. It's their behavior. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so really it's just making it a part of what you do. Learn how to enjoy it for the I used to tell clients this all the time. They would come to me and be like, Sal, what's the best, most effective form of cardio? I need to burn calories. Like, which one's gonna burn the most calories? I say, do the one you like the most. That's the that's the best one. Right. The one that you like the most right. is gonna be the most effective one. Cause I could tell you, yeah. I could I could find the numbers out and be like, oh, okay, uh, the rower is gonna burn the most calories, but you hate the fucking rower. Guess which one's gonna not work for you? That one. Right. So just pick the one that you enjoy the most. Right, That's right. it. I'm still and, waiting to see a motivational guy be like, you got to rest and recover. Meditate. Rest hard. <laughs> Meditate. Fucking rest as hard as you possibly can. <laughs> you fucking pussy. Yeah. No, and, you know, and again, it's addicting. It's fun. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not well, the other to the it. The other thing is, too, is that it, it's the feel that people get, right? Because they feel like when they, they train hard like that, like, and you get this immediate feedback. And that uh, that immediate feedback doesn't necessarily mean it's the right. It's not. It's not or good feedback, right? It's like just because you f- you can barely walk out of the gym, that is not an indicator of a great workout. Mm-hmm. Like that is not an indicator that you're next. You're necessarily doing the right things. Even if you're an athlete, I, I would tell athletes when I would train them: the only time you should feel like you can't move is after your performance. Right, like when you're you gave everything you got when you're yeah. competing, yeah, right. yeah. but in the gym you should leave and you should feel good. You should leave and be like, "Wow, I feel really good. My body feels calm." Well, that's when you're testing yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah. like uh, you save those moments when you're fresh, and then you're going to test yourself. But mm-hmm. the rest of the time you're training. That's it. And training is a totally different thing. That's, that's a it. lifestyle. That's it. But you know, I, I I get up every morning and then I work out, and I'd say eighty percent of the time. I'm not motivated. I don't have a goal. I'm not going out there to go out to fucking go crazy because I'm just it just doesn't have it doesn't work that way. 80% of the time I'm going out to work out at 5:30 in the morning because I love the process of it. I just mm-hmm. go on it's like this is my this is one of my favorite Do you think a part of the reason why a lot of people too are drawn to the motivation hype stuff is because they don't have the self-belief? Mm. Do you think because they yeah. they deep down they actually truly don't believe that they can do it? Mm. And so the 
hype and the motivation gives them that artificial it's feeling like, self, that, yeah. like they can for a minute. You know, I think that, and I Temporary think I think part of it yeah. is is when you perceive something as work, we tend to not want to do it. Uh, and that I think has happened a lot with working out, like exercise. I mean, shit, work in, is in the word working out. So like, if you tell, like, if people are like, oh, I have to go do this really hard work, it tends to diminish it. There's a there's a there's a term for it where athletes who play because they love playing start to lose their love for what they're doing when they start to get paid to do it or mm-hmm. when it becomes their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, they start to lose the. The same excitement and enthusiasm. Oh, it's very common. Yeah. 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 That's why some pe- there's a lot of people that are probably listening that are, are more fans of uh, play- watching college sports than professional sports for that exact because reason. That. Yeah. There, sin- there tends to be more passion uh, in collegiate level out because they're trying to make it, right? Because yeah. yeah. making it to the. It's still somewhat pure, like the yeah. intention behind, yeah, a lot of the play and, and what you see on the field being expressed versus like somebody trying to keep their job mm-hmm. and survive. Right. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm actually. Re- so there's a lot of controversy right now with the NBA and what's happening with all, like right now the trade deadlines are going on and all these players are switching teams. And like never, we've never seen this in the NBA before, like where. All these players, like typically, like in an NBA season. So let, let's go back 15 years in the NBA during the off season. You see, like maybe you know five or six moves. Player gets traded or free agency or whatever, and maybe out of those five or six moves, one or two of them at most are like a big deal. Like a big player goes to another <clears> big <throat> team or something. You're like, oh shit, so and so's in this team now. This is crazy. Where now, the last couple years, and and definitely especially this year has been the most. There's players that are all get, moving all a big time players with big names moving all over to all different teams and getting on the same team, and the only way that's possible because these guys all the the teams have a budget they can work with. You can't just buy any player you want. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Cap. Yeah, you have a cap. So, but for the first time ever, which is what I I and I'm pro all this. There's a lot of people that hate on it because they're saying that these teams are stacking and it makes it shitty for the rest of the NBA. But I think it's great because what you're seeing is you're actually seeing players take less money so they can play together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good thing for the game is to see that because for a very long time, I felt for about 10, 15... You think some of them are chasing a championship? Yeah, yeah. they want to win. Yeah, they want to yeah. win again, and that, that that's becoming more important than an extra 10 or like 15... LeBron, right? Right, an extra 10 or $15 million. Like they, Some of these guys can go out because they're superstars, go get what they call a max contract, where they take like a, a, one guy, like a superstar, like a Durant, for example, right? He could go to another team and get a max contract where they lock him up for six, eight, ten years, and they pay him a fucking buttload of money. Which what happens is, what does that do? Doesn't allow very much money for the rest of the team or for that team to go out and get right, other you can't players. Really build a team around him, right? And and then and who are we to say that's not fair? Because Durant, that's his own life. Like he should be able to go get as much money as he wants. Right. But for the first time, we're actually seeing players that are opting out of that then they're they're just they're not taking that so they can all play together now that he's not going broke he's still making really good money but that i mean that's you know it's, it's easy for us to say because we're not making 50 million dollars or what about that that oh what's the big deal if you don't take 50 you take 40 but if you're somebody who's used to making you know 50 million dollars and now you gotta take 40 million dollars well that's 10 million dollars less that you're, you're used mm-hmm. to having like who are we to say that that's not a big move so i think it's really cool a lot of people think that it's ruining the nba that's not true because all stats are showing the NBA as far as the headlines and the the conversations that's happening and the people that are viewers that are watching it, it's increasing. But I think it's really cool to see these guys doing it. It's creating more of this team atmosphere where I felt like it was a lot of iso ball just 10 years ago where it's yeah. about the money, it's about me. 
and that kind of killed the sport yeah, for me. How, how much I could like, you know, sandbag my stats and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So that way I get in the Hall of Fame because this and that. So they're just shoveling the person, that one guy, the ball the whole time just so he could just put points on Well, up that's cool. It shows that people are more are more interested. Yeah, it's in about the game and winning. Maybe and building a legacy. Building up people around yeah. you. And, and, and what's cool is that, like, so, and the Warriors is why it's so fun to talk about them right now is that they are an example of like how incredible a team can be when like almost all the players are unselfish like that. And that's what makes them really scary and dangerous is it's not just one or two guys like making like a, like a big move like that and say, Hey, I'll take less money. It's like the whole team collectively saying like, I'll take that role. Mm -hmm. I'll come off the bench, even though I could go start for another team and I could be the man somewhere else. Like I'll come off the bench because I want to play with these guys. Like that's fucking cool, dude. Yeah, it is. You know, and and everybody that wants to hate because because you're not a warrior. (laughs) Stupid. Stop it. (laughs) That doesn't get you excited at all. Just a little bit. Actually, no. Actually, it's it is enthralling to hear it. I don't know anything about it, but it's but when you're when you're talking about it, it sounds good. Okay, good. So my motivation is working. But I know LeBron moved, and I think L.A. Yeah, he's trying to. Trying to create a legacy, right? He wants to win the championship. Yeah, he won. Has he won? Oh, yeah, he's already won. Yeah, Yeah. he's no, no, but he's trying to, he's always getting ragged on by not having as many as Jordan, right? Right. So he's so maybe this is him trying to build his legacy. Lock the legacy. I mean, in my opinion, it's already there for him, but you know, but it's just a a number. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it would, I think the way he probably feels and a lot of people feel is that if, if and when he probably will pass. The championships that that's the last like thing that the everyone, last thing anybody can throw right because there's I mean you who can, has uh, the most championships is it Jordan, Jordan yeah mm-hmm. yeah He's oh no no, no no most championships total like yeah. as a player yeah no no is no Jordan, Chamberlain uh, I think Chamberlain might Google that Doug uh, Robert Ori has seven which is somebody who you would Robert Ori has seven because yeah, he was part of the Lakers oh. he, yeah so he was he went from he bounced from team to team that uh, was winning championships during that little era that he was running around. So there's there's some players that have I think Bill Russell has a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't you know. You know what, you know what I find what I find motivating is the understanding that regardless of how I feel, whether I feel pumped, hyped, and motivated, or I feel down, tired, and and, and you know depressed, I'm still going to move forward. I'm go. still going to get up, and I'm going to do what I need to do. I experienced this. Several times in my life. I experienced it. Shit, we started Mind Pump while I was going through a divorce. As I was going through that divorce, I had to do that. I had to get up and I had to move forward when I was very unmotivated. Probably some of the most unmotivated times of my life. And I think that might be more of a key than seeking out motivation. Oh, 100%. You know? Oh, 100%. I think that's... it. Well, again, that's... It's like, I'm going to move no matter what. Well, because you create self-belief. That's why I say say motivation is bullshit. Self-belief is everything. That's it. And I think... You being down, not wanting to work out, under that, getting there, accomplishing that, working through that—you know—that's what per- gives you that self-belief. Like, I can do this, even when I don't feel good, even when I'm down, even when the odds are against me. I still—I don't need anybody else to tell yeah, me to pick do your this. ass up, right? Drag your ass over there and just go. And if you can do it when you feel like that, then of course you're going to do it when you feel motivated. That's the yeah. easy part, yep. you know. Uh, so check this out. We have free guides. I believe there's 12 of them. Some of them teach you how to train particular body parts. Others teach you how to do high-intensity interval training properly. They're all free, and you can find them all at mindpumpfree.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. 
Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>